Welcome to FMC Radio, your officially unofficial source for all things Free Methodist. From in-depth discussions with key FMC leaders to daily updates during events like General Conference, we want to keep a consistent stream of information flowing to you regarding where God is leading the Free Methodist Church. I'm your host, Josh Avery. We want to invite you to sit back, relax, and join us on this journey as we learn what it means to be Free Methodist in this episode of the FMC Radio Show. Hey everyone, it's December 31st, 2018. This is episode 86. And if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, on Monday, December 31st, you uh, get to hear from me one more time this year. And if you wait until January 1st to listen to this, it's still exactly the same thing. Uh, it's just going to be in 2019, which really matters not at all. So <laughs> whether you listen to it today or tomorrow in 2019, uh we uh, have uh, a big year to look back on uh, this past year in, in the Free Methodist Church. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened in our different ministries in 2018, a lot of uh, things that, big news that, that came out, and we'll get to that in a moment. I want to mention a few things uh, before we do that. First of all, um, if you're noticing at all that my voice sounds slightly different, maybe a little deeper, sometimes um, sniffing a little bit, um, it's because I unfortunately came down with a big cold. So um, it did not uh, influence personally my Christmas day, which was nice. However, my daughter was sick around Christmas time, my two year, two and a half year old. So that was a little bit hard. Thankfully, she cleared up for Christmas Day. Um, but now, of course, New Year's Eve, uh, going over to my sister's tonight and uh, hopefully have a little clearer of a, of a nose, not not be sneezing as much, you know, and all that. Uh, so anyways, let's get on to some stuff that, that you're interested in, not just talking about my personal health. Uh, so there's a couple things I wanted to uh, to talk to you about. The first is I was, uh, I'm friends with Yvonne Roller on Facebook, and if you're not familiar with that name, uh, Yvonne Roller is uh, the wife to Bishop David Roller. Uh, so Bishop Roller is the uh, bishop in charge of the eastern side of the United States and uh, some a couple other countries. Um, so, uh, so Yvonne has been posting about um, this idea of a hundred free challenge. So I saw this video posted. I mean, what is this? So um, looked at it and, and read some more about it. And essentially, what is going on is that we've had uh, a free Methodist presence in Israel and in, of course, the country where Jesus was born. Uh, but there is a uh, very real uh, possibility, a very real uh, danger right now that the free Methodist work may be shut down in the country of Israel. Uh, specifically, the way to overcome this possible shutdown would be for the Free Methodist Church that is there in Israel to secure an actual physical location. I don't know all the details, but it sounds as if maybe they don't have a physical place right now. So they need to actually buy a physical place um, and kind of register themselves as being, you know, an official with the government, uh, you know, register themselves with the government type thing. So all of this is pretty expensive. You know, uh, they're looking into, well, where can we meet? What can we do? You know, officially. So they're looking at a parcel of land that is going to cost $370,000. Of course, that's a lot of money. Um, and Yvonne is, uh, has been clear about that. Hey, you know, the hard thing is raising the money, right? Uh, but they already have had a first donation of over $30,000 uh, from a generous donor. I'm sorry. And additionally, uh, um, they have, uh, we have raised money 
on Facebook. Uh, uh, some of the, the money has come through a Facebook um, giving as well. And so right now the giving um, is is up to $34,000, uh, 34195 to be specific. Um, and uh, Yvonne just posted this on Friday, so it's, it's somewhat recent. Um, but this is a lot, there's a lot more to raise, right? There's a lot more money to raise. Again, the money that has been raised is $34,195, and the total needed is $370,000. So there's a long way to go. Uh, again, if you are listening to this today, December 31st, you are still in 2018. You have the chance to, as far as taxes go, make a year-end giving today, um, and you'd have to do that online. But you can do an online giving today towards this project and uh, have that count towards your year-end giving towards your taxes for this year. Um, now, if it's into the next year that you're listening to this, hey, you know what? Um, I know that it won't go towards this year's 2018's taxes, um, but it's still a great project. I mean, it's a great thing to give your money towards. If you have any, any, uh, if you've been blessed, you know, be a blessing. Uh, if you have the money, just give some towards this project. It would be amazing. Um, so if you are friends with Yvonne Roller or if you search for Yvonne Roller on Facebook, she's made this pub this post public. So you can see that post. You can actually donate right via that Facebook post. Or if you, you know, have you say, well, I'm not really a Facebook person. There are other ways to give. You can write a check to Free Methodist World Missions, and you would write in the memo line CSA M E area. And uh, you send that to the World Ministry Center at 770 North High School Road, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46214. I will put uh, all those details of what to write on the check and the address to send it to. I'll put those in the show notes as well. But this would be great if we could raise this. And I mentioned this was called the 100 Free Challenge. They came up with this idea. And, and essentially what it means is that there would be 100% participation amongst the, the free Methodist people. And Yvonne made a good point. She said, hey, if every free Methodist that we know of, you know, kind of on the official denominational record, if every free Methodist gave just $3, then we would have enough money. We would have the $370,000 raised. Now, we know from if you fundraised something or, you know, just, just from, from just common knowledge, you just know that not everybody is going to give, Right. So, uh, you know, if you can just give $3, that's awesome. That's doing your part. Uh, if you can give $50, $100, you know, a lot more. That's great, too. Um, but however you see it, this would be a great thing for you to uh, get involved in if you have the money. And uh, I uh, also encourage you to watch um, Yvonne's, Yvonne's video, which is through that Facebook post. Um, and you can hear from her directly a little bit more. So that being said... Uh, Let's move on to one other thing before we look at our, our year in review. Um, we want to look at our Free Methodist World Missions uh, for December 31st, our prayer guide. And today is actually Tim Kincaid's uh, birthday. And so uh, he is a missionary to Taiwan, and he co-pastors the Chung Lin Free Methodist Church with his wife, Lily. And so we're to pray for the leaders in the church who are stepping up to take the new roles in ministry. And we want to pray for the couple as well as they encourage and guide these new leaders. So let's go ahead and pray for them. Dear God, we just thank you for uh, Tim and Lily, and we thank you for the work that they have uh, been involved in in Taiwan and Asia. And uh, we just pray that you will be with them as they continue to uh, continue to develop this, continue to take the leaders to the next level. And uh, specifically, we pray for these new leaders who are taking these new roles that can be... Uh, 
scary or sometimes worrisome for people trying to take on new roles. So we pray that they wouldn't be worried, that they wouldn't be afraid, uh, but they would um, just uh, be encouraged and that Tim and Lily would be able to have the wisdom to know exactly how to lead these leaders and how to uh, help them in their different areas of expertise. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about 2018 and kind of reflect on, look back on a few of the things that have happened. And there's really no way to um, get a handle on everything that happened. I mean, even down to local churches. I mean, there's so much going on within this last year. You just think of your own local church and think of the things that happened. I mean, there's so many stories. And really, that's a, a main reason that this podcast exists so that we don't have to uh, put out one news thing, hey, here's kind of a recap of everything in one episode, but that we could explore deeper every single week, uh, local churches, you know, national stories, you know, all the details, all these layers of what the Free Methodist Church entails. So there are so many things as we look back on this last year that we could immediately think, yeah, 2018, this was a big thing. Um, but I think one of the biggest things just personally that I experienced was the the news story of the bishop stepping down at General Conference 2019. It seemed as if um, this was a huge, uh, everybody was kind of buzzing about this. Oh, they're all stepping down at the same time. And there was a lot of conversation um, about that. And uh, I know specifically from, from my point of view here on the podcast, um, I was given kind of the honor to to get the word out officially before, of course, the the posts were made in the in the magazine and whatnot. Um, so I was able to um, reveal on the podcast in a short little um, episode. It wasn't an episode; it was like a, a short three minute segment of just saying, "Hey, here's the breaking news," um, and I was able to post that. And people who had never heard of the podcast before were um, hearing about this because people were sharing it like, wow, I just heard this news. And so they were sharing the podcast, the original podcast post on Facebook. Um, and it was funny to see some of the comments because I, people were actually in the comments saying, well, I, I don't believe this. Is this is this a reputable you know, news? Is this just something made up? And like my thought was, <laughs> they're like, they, they were saying like, I'll wait to see something on the official website, which, you know, that's fine. But my thought was, why would there be somebody out there creating a fake podcast, a, a, a fake audio file to fake the bishop stepping down in 2019? Like, what, what purpose would I ever have to make that up? I mean, I know it's it's surprising news. It's like, wow, this is pretty, uh, you know, shocking or whatever. But why in the world would I be doing this just for fun? Like, I just can't wait to see everybody freaking out. You know what? <laughs> so, of course, there were different reactions, you know, to the bishop stepping down in, at General Conference next year. Um, some people, um, a lot of people were surprised, say, oh, I didn't think they were all going to retire at the same time. You know, I didn't think they were all stepping down. Uh, I heard a lot of uh, worry and anxiety. And I, and I think that was something uh, that certainly evil that the enemy would want us to fall into. And we talked about this sometime uh, during this past year to say, you know, it would be easy to get worried of, oh, well, who's going to new? Who's going to be the new people? You know, who's going to kind of uh, guide us into the next, you know, we're so comfortable with these guys. And, and I, I even agree. I mean, these guys are great. These, these three, they've been going for years and I know them. I feel like I know them really well. And so I, I feel so great about these three bishops that we have. Um, but uh, certainly, God has a plan for the Free Methodist Church, and I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And and really, uh, this says, says nothing uh, bad about our current bishops, but what we see with God is that he has even better things 
for us. So it's not that these bishops that we have now are bad and, oh, we're going to get better bishops. But somehow, as, as God goes into the future, he always seems to have something better planned, doesn't he? He kind of has the next step. It's like, wow, I never could have imagined back in 2018 what was coming in 2020. You know, you, you look back and you say, wow, he's really taken us to the next level. And that's what we can, can really look to God to see what is his plan here? What is he going to do this next year? And, uh, of course, that was looking back a, a big thing for the Free Methodist Church this past year, just just uh, something that was announced and still has to be fleshed out in this next year. Of course, we'll be there live uh, reporting for you and, and sending things out right away when we hear about who these new bishops are and we'll try to get to them. I'll try to go up to them and interview them briefly and, and we'll get the, the first word from them on, on when they're elected. Um, but, uh, you know, there's just uh, so much um, anticipation still is probably a good word for, for this news thing. I mean, it's been revealed, but now we have to live into it. This next year will be the fullness of what this is going to look like. Um, so as far as ministries goes, I, have, I just have so many uh, cool things to talk about um, as far as this past year for ministries. So Kevin Austin was here back on episode 75. And uh, so he got to tell us a little bit about the, the Set Free Movement. But as we look back on this year specifically, 2018 saw the Set Free Movement, our anti-slavery um, movement that's going on in the Free Methodist Church. So in 2018, we saw it grow by 25%. Uh, in terms in terms of, in terms of uh, the teams that are out there in terms of what was going on. And so to give you kind of a comparison, in 2014, there was a budget of $150,000 for a year. That's kind of what was needed for all these different teams around the world. Well, now, and, and, and I should say, I should make clear, $150,000 was the budget, and they met that budget. That is exactly what they needed. It was, it was kind of perfect for what they needed. Now, 2018, only four years later, they have a needed budget of... $500,000. And the actual budget that comes in right now is only a little bit more than 2014. The actual budget right now is $200,000. So again, they now need, for 2018, they needed about $500,000 to do what they do well. And they only have uh, donations coming in in their actual of 200000 So you can see the need is great. And really, when we start to think about the nature of what happens there, literally setting people free from slavery all over the world, I mean, that's going to cost a that's going to cost a bit, isn't it? <laughs> in the in the education, in the actual hands on stuff. I mean, there's so many layers to this. Um, and to give you an example of specifically what's going on, of course, you could listen to episode 75 and hear straight from Kevin some more of the details if you haven't already. But a more recent thing that just happened, there is a team in Budapest. And uh, in, these, in the nightclubs in Budapest, um, they had a team go into these nightclubs and they were able to give gifts to the women that were working there, the 18 women that were there. And they were actually able to pray for these 18 women who were, who were uh, being, um, uh, working in these nightclubs. And what was crazy about it was they reported that um, even the security guards who worked there at the nightclub came over, they said, what's going on here? They found out about this prayer and they then stood in line. They said, well, we'll wait, we want, to, we want prayer too. These security guards for the nightclub get in line. So this is one recent story just uh, from the last few weeks in Budapest, this team going in there and just making a tangible impact. And uh, for some people who, who may have that uh, you know cynical bit about them, okay, well, so they went in, gave some gifts away and prayed. Well, well what kind of difference is that making? It's the relational difference. 
What we see here is this relationship that has now been established. They give gifts to the women. I mean, who, who, who often? I mean, I know a handful of people, but who thinks of going to, to a nightclub or a strip club or whatever have you and going to reach out to the women there? to say, you know what, this is probably not a very good job to have men looking at you this way all the time. Or in some certain countries, it's not even th that they want to. They're kind of forced into it, right? And so to say, well, I wonder how we could help them. How about prayer and gifts? And we start the relationship. And that leads down the line to the hope that is much more than a gift uh, that can be given to them, right? So, of course, Set Free Movement has uh, different layers to it, different teams, as we've just said. One of the, the most notable teams is called Eden's Glory. And back very early on, um, 2017, in episode 21, we talked to uh, somebody from Eden's Glory and uh, talked to them about what they do. Um, just to give you a brief recap on that, essentially, Eden's Glory is, again, a Set Free team that they are specifically... Um, reaching out to prostitutes in their area who have gotten out of the slavery of this prostitution. And this is in America. Um, and so they have a house where these women can come. And it's a small group because it's, it is a home. So they have a house where a small amount of women they can take in at one time. And they uh, give them the physical, emotional, um, spiritual, ultimately most important thing. Uh, all of these kinds of healing that they need. Um, and so within this past year, they served six women, six women lived in the house, and they were able to train over 3,500 people there at Eden's Glory. And uh, so what was pretty exciting, I mean, we've just heard the budget for the Set Free Movement, right? And so this is falling under Set Free Movement. So they're, they're worried about the same amount of money. And so what was pretty exciting for Eden's Glory is that they started to do some of their own fundraisers and figure out how they could have some money come in above and beyond what is being given to Set Free Movement. And so they wrote out for two grants. And you, as you know, if you've ever done any grant writing, that can be hard to actually secure the grants. There's a lot of people looking for those grants. But they were able to win the full amount of both of the grants that they applied for, which was a pretty exciting thing this past year. Uh, and then they were able to pull off the first, which will very, very likely be annual from this point on, they were able to pull off the first Graze in the Grass event at a, at a company called the Marcoot Jersey Creamery Farm. And uh, it was just a, an amazing event. It was sold out right away. They were able to have dinner. They had a meal. They had uh, a multi-course meal, as far as I've read. They were able to have uh, an, a live auction and a silent auction. And it was on this farm in the fall. What a perfect, fun event to raise money for this group, Eden's Glory. I mean, uh, you think of how much money it must cost them. And I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sure it's posted somewhere. But it must cost them a lot to run this house. You think of food. You think of... Again, the, the psychologists, they need to come in to provide that, you know, mental stability for these women who have gone through these things. And, and wow, it's just so big what they do. So it's exciting to hear those things about that successful event and to hear that they won the full amount of those grants. Um, so let's go back even further for our next uh, review here, back as far as our episodes are concerned, all the way back to episode two. Episode two of this podcast, we interviewed a woman named Shirley Elosh, who has started a national movement called God's Choice Church. Now, again, uh, for those of our new listeners, is it God's Choice Church? What's that? You know, is that a, a church with multiple campuses? Kind of, but not really. God's Choice Church is a church for special needs people. 
and it is operating out of multiple Free Methodist Church, many Free Methodist churches, and also uh, some non-Free Methodist churches. And uh, it's a service that actually occurs on an additional day of the week. Uh, they have uh, a meal with every God's choice. They have um, uh, they have a, a lesson time. They have a uh, music time. Uh, and what has been interesting to most of these communities, some communities say, well, I don't know if we really have a lot of special needs people. But what they found is this special needs community is a hugely untapped community. That, In other words, there are these group homes all over the place that if you're not looking for them, you may not even realize. And a lot of these people are looking for things to do, these special needs people, but there's just nothing out there for them. And in a lot of churches on Sunday mornings, uh, there have traditionally, hopefully this isn't true in your specific church, but traditionally there have been people who have looked down upon special needs people in services because maybe they make a loud noise and they can't control it or maybe they're moving a lot in their wheelchair. You know, there, there's certain things that may cause distractions and so people have looked down upon them. So surely having a special needs son said, you know what? This would be great to start a special church, not just a ministry, but a special church just for special needs people. So she has now, as we're looking back on specifically this past year, they have 12 locations in uh, three different states, Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. And what's really cool is that one of the locations is in Africa. So they they technically have uh, uh, one in another country, which is really cool. She said she gets um, uh, pictures and updates from time to time, and it's really cool to see. Uh, looking forward to this next year is exciting as well for Shirley and God's Choice because they are uh, they have already started to meet and put into plans uh, started within this last year to push towards two more coming in 2019. Two more locations, which will expand us to a new state, uh, specifically New York. Um, there are they are kind of looking at well, who who uh, who might be coming to this, and as they're starting to tabulate, they're saying, wow, uh, in our area here in New York, we have a hundred group homes. They're saying. They're just going to bring in tons of people here. And so they're already thinking before they've even had day one, we're probably going to have to do multiple services of this thing because this is huge. Uh, so they are expanding. They are they are blowing up uh, already before they've even started. And, uh, and Pittsburgh is going to be the other one in 2019. Uh, probably around the spring, these two will launch. Um, and they've been planning this last year. And I should just say as an aside again, you're listening to this and you say, well, how do you really know that all those people are going to show up in New York, right? I mean, they see that there's the potential, but, but you know, starting a new church, do people really show up? You know, you hope they will, but do they show up? And what's cool about God's Choice is, uh, just to kind of mention that again, the potential there of these group homes, people are looking for things. And uh, I won't go into all the details because you can listen to episode two of it again, but it's it's everything you would have dreamed of in a church service as far as you hope people will show up, but they actually do. Like every single location that I've ever heard about in all these 12 locations has just been like, wow, the first day we almost were maxed out. Like that's how amazing it is. And if, if you want to start your own God's choice, um, you know, I would really recommend you speak to Shirley Eloche and uh, her information is uh, all there in episode two, but I will try to uh, post her number in the show notes as well. Um, I'm going to make a note here on my notes now so I don't forget. Um, and uh, I will put her number so you can call her directly, which she is okay with, by the way. Uh, if you would like to start one of these or talk to her more about this at your own church, uh, she will also be at General Conference with a booth this coming year uh, to hopefully get the word out even more. 
Uh, now, one more thing about God's Choice. This past year, 2018, they hosted their very first summit. It was pretty exciting. They had 29 leaders um, from all these different areas, from all these different locations. And uh, the leaders were able to compare and share stories about what had happened. And she said there was a lot of tears and people were crying and just really uh, in a good way. Uh, you know, just sharing the stories of the people and the transformation that they've seen and uh, just the, the love that, that has been shared, not only by these teams towards the people, this, but the, that the special needs people have given to those workers that they have seen, you know. So uh, it's just an amazing year for God's choice as well. Uh, let's move on. We could continue on for that forever, I think. Uh, any of these we could go on and on about. Uh, next, I want to talk about seed. And uh, I, won't, I won't say, I'll just say, try to say, stay brief on seed because seed, we're actually going to be speaking to uh, next week, I believe it is, somebody from seed that's going to give us a lot more depth into what seed is. Um, but uh, this past year, our Free Methodist Ministry Seed was able to develop over 60 new products with small business ministries around the world. Now, Seed is focused on, on paying people fair wages, making sure people are not having to fall into slavery. They, they are tied very closely to the set-free movement in that way. They're making sure that people are, you know, are able to afford things for their family around the world. They're not saying, well, I got 20 cents for working an hour. You know, they're able to do things that they feel happy about, that they're proud of the work that they're doing, and they're able to be paid what they deserve. So this year, they were, they were able to develop 60 new products. That's amazing. 60 brand new products. And they've been able to look back this past year and, and see that they're helping livelihood groups connect with other companies, third-party companies who can market them. Um, so, for example, Hands of Hope, which is one of their uh, subgroups here, made $11,000 in the last four months. And this is, you may be listening, you've never heard of Hands of Hope. Uh, and that's true probably of a lot of the world because they're a small group, right? Hands of Hope is a very small group. But they made $11,000 because Seed connected them to a third party that is, that is much more uh, established and can market much better uh, than a very small company. And this bigger company is able to get the product out there and market it on the shelves so that Hands of Hope makes a big, uh, makes a big profit, $11,000, for these other companies, for, uh, for, for the people who need it and, and to provide that fair wage. Uh, so one really fantastic thing, and we may talk more about this next week with Seed, but one fantastic thing from 2018 uh, is that they were finally able to get connected and start some new stuff, a new work in Togo, Togo, Africa. And this had been a, a long time coming as far as the church leaders there in Togo were concerned. They had been asking for this for six years. And it wasn't that the people at Seed were like, no, we don't, we don't want to go over there, right? They just, there's so much. And so, so, so we think of how much the Free Methodist Church is doing. And when you, if you ever get the chance to go down to World Ministry Center, it's amazing. But also, it gives you such an idea to be like, this isn't, you know, a campus that's sprawling that goes for miles like some denominational headquarters, you know, where it's just like the most lavish place. There's a simplicity about it and a close quartersness about it that you could you could really walk through the whole building at a in about, you know, 10-15 minutes. And so I say that to say um 
and to connect it to this Togo thing, you know, people have been asking for six years, hey, Seed, we want you involved, we want you involved. But Seed can only do so much. I mean, they're a small group. Um, but with the giving increasing and, and the people getting involved, uh, all of you who give towards Seed and towards these different places, they can do even more. And so 2018, they were finally able to get connected and start a new work in Togo. And we're so excited to see where that goes in this next year in 2019. So uh, another one that I won't mention much on, and I'll mention even less about this, uh, is that uh, this past year, 2018, was a big year for Light and Life magazine. Of course, they hit 150 years. And I won't say anything more about that because we explored that very much at length uh, on episode 83. If you haven't got the chance to listen to that, I was talking to the editor, Jeff Finley, there uh, about the last 150 years and what is coming in the next 150 years in his, you know, uh, fortune-telling opinion. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you want to listen to that, again, that is episode 83. So let's move on. ICCM, uh, this past year, um, a lot, I mean, this is one of those areas. You think of International Child Care Ministries, how many places they're involved all over the world. I mean, where do you start, right? And really, we could go into the next year's episodes. Talk about each country individually of what's happening. So let's kind of, we're just doing the bird's eye view here today. Uh, there, there was an exciting uh, meetup between three groups of leaders. Uh, leaders from the Philippines, the United States, and Colombia. They were able to get together for some vision casting, for some um, team building, some strategic planning for the next few years. Um, specifically, uh, they are looking ahead to 2020. ICCM is really like, okay, let's not just kind of take things as they come. Let's look down the line here, not to just next year, but 2020, a few years from now, and see where we want to be, what we want to do, how we want to increase things, right? Um, and so they've been able to do a lot of exciting stuff this past year. Um, they were able to complete a lot of capital capital campaign projects that they were looking at. Specifically, to give you a few, uh, there is a boarding school in Kenya that is now in its second year of operation, and they were able to add classrooms and dorms for the growing population this past year. Uh, there is a project called the Door of Hope Project in the Philippines. And uh, they had experienced a tra tragic fire in which a beloved young woman was killed. And a memorial gift accomplished the first phase of this Door of Hope Project. Um, and so um, they are uh, using funds to build a second story to this project and make this space usable for the Holistic Child Development Program at the Door of Hope. So there's a lot of stuff um, going on here. In the midst of a tragedy, um, they are uh, continuing to build and continuing to, to provide hope for the people in the Philippines. Uh, over in Paraguay, there is an adjacent property that opened up this past year to Juan Wesley School, and it became available, and they were able to purchase that this past year. They were able to expand the preschool and the outdoor play space. Um, so it's amazing because they were able to see seize the opportunity to purchase and renovate the strategic property so that now, you know, they can reach out to even more people with this land. Um, and then uh, one more little highlight from this past year from Ethiopia. The very first time ever, Alamtina, a city in Ethiopia, has a functional high school for the very first time this past year, 2018. Uh, ICCM comments that the bright young learners are excited. And it's so funny because in America, you know, kids are getting ready to gear up here, maybe tomorrow, depending on, uh, no, not tomorrow, tomorrow is the holiday, right? Uh, New Year's. So uh, maybe a few days from now, the end of the week, depending on the schools, kids are gearing up to go back to school, and none of them are probably excited to go back unless they have a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. They're not going, I can't wait to get back to school. Uh, but 
isn't that just show how much we take things for granted? Here in Ethiopia, these kids are like, hey, I have high school and I can't wait to get there and learn and actually like, you know, go to class. <laughs> to, to, to some Americans, we can take that for granted, especially American teenagers sometimes, can't they? Uh, and, and the parents are, you know, saying amen out there because they, they've seen their own kids do that, right? So this past year, it's just, it's been huge, uh, and and I could go on and on. I won't I won't go on too much further, uh, but uh, I have uh, a few more things just to mention before we close this episode. Now I wanted to keep this episode somewhat brief again uh, this week, um, just because you know it is a holiday and I have a lot of things going on personally as well. Um, but this past year there were several highlightable events, um, and I'm probably not going to even mention all of them. So I'm sorry if I don't mention your event. There's just so many things that happened. Uh, but the events that happened around around the uh, United States and really around the world that were involved, um, way back in April, uh, we uh, saw the Revive Conference happen with the Wesleyan Holiness Women's Clergy. We were able to talk to somebody from there on episode 70 about what that was all about out in Colorado. A lot of women from different um, even different denominations came together. It wasn't just a free Methodist thing, um, but it was a really real unity of people coming together and, and specifically women clergy coming together and talking about uh, things in, in, in Colorado. And again, that's in episode 70. Um, we were also able to see the Welcome Home Conference happen. Uh, and we talked more about that in episode 72 with Reverend Jubujambi. Uh, Jub I think I, I just uh, couldn't get his name out there, right? And we spoke to them about that. It's just an amazing conference. There was recently an article in the most recent Light and Life um, also about that conference that gave a little more detail as well. Um, that, again, is in episode uh, 72. We then saw uh, Starting Strong, of course, 2018. Uh, this was an amazing year for Starting Strong because they specifically saw growth enough in the registration and in the attendance of Starting Strong that they couldn't hold the entire event at the World Ministry Center this year for the first year that they've had it. They had to actually have it at Olivia uh, Nazarene University nearby. So that was an exciting expansion. Um, you know, for me, I, I, uh, I really enjoyed my time at the World Ministry Center. And so what I really appreciated um, was that they did hold the very first, the very first day, the few opening hours of that event at the World Ministry Center, because I think it's so important for people to get there at some point in their lives and just see what what where everything happens you know where iccm is ha is housed where seed is housed where the bishop's offices are you know light and life magazine um you know if you're ever driving through indianapolis i would say just swing by and see if you can take a tour you know just go up look up the address check it out uh, if you haven't been there you need to be there if you haven't been there in a long time you need to go back because even i i was there two years ago and i have not yet seen the updates of the historical society uh, it was under construction when i was there and, i mean boys that sound amazing to go in and see kind of the museum and see the um the chapel that is looks like bt roberts original chapel i mean you, you got to get down there if you haven't i got to get down there again myself um, but that is uh, a part of starting strong to get to meet the leaders, to get to see the place. And I'm sure uh, with the success this year, we will be looking at another starting strong in the fall of 2019. So look forward to that, that news coming out sometime in the summer, probably. Uh, and then uh, one more thing about events. Uh, we were able to uh, host the very first Embrace All conference. 
Um, and by we, I, of course, I'm talking about the, the Free Methodist Church. <laughs> uh, but uh, there were a lot of speakers there. And boy, I really wish, uh, just if I had one wish for 2018, I could go back and do it again. I wish that I could go to this conference, Embrace All. When I look back at those speakers that were there, I mean, it was just like the most amazing lineup. I just, oh, I can't say it enough how much I wish I would have been able to be there, scheduling conflicts, and I just couldn't go. Uh, but it was amazing. Uh, we were able to talk to one of the speakers, uh, one of the breakout speakers here a couple episodes ago on episode 82. It's a pretty fun and interesting conversation um, with James Lackey about his uh, posing as BT Roberts on social media for the last several years and what he's learned through, the, through all of it and posting BT Roberts quotes and whatnot. Uh, but Embrace All Conference was just an amazing thing, and there have been recaps on that in Light and Life and uh, here on this podcast as well. So again, I won't go into the details, but just looking back on this past year, that certainly stands out, and I hope that they had enough success to do it again so that, at the very least, I get to go to it. <laughs> That's the reason to do it again, right, guys? So that I can attend it, right? Uh, so uh, just the final thing here in terms of this past year, and again, if there's more, um, reach out to me. Reach out to me uh, and let me know what was your favorite part of the Free Methodist Church in 2018. Uh, what did you What did you see as a big success, or maybe hey, this was tried and didn't really work? Uh, you know, let me know. Josh at bfreemc.org. Call our voicemail. Um, let us know what your favorite part of 2018 related to the Free Methodist Church was. Here at FMC Radio, it was an amazing year for us. Um, and uh, we were able to put out 48 episodes, including today's episode. It does count, just like the tax deductions, right, for your year-end giving. It does count, December 31st. So 48 episodes, including today. And uh, that does not include a few update posts that came out, uh, including that infamous post that some people thought was a, was a big trick about the bishop stepping down. Uh, so 48-plus updates this year. And uh, one of the most significant things this past year, looking back on this year for this podcast, um, was that we raised the money for a booth at General Conference. And I say we and in this point, meaning not just myself or my wife and I, but we, meaning all of you, the listeners. A lot of people joined in. I, mean, I don't remember off the top of my head how many, but maybe eight or nine, ten people joined in and gave. And uh, we were able to raise the money for this booth, that this space. Now, of course, next year and going into January, we're going to discuss General Conference a little bit here. We're going to talk about what's coming up. And part of that's going to be what to expect from our booth. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't know everything yet. I'm just putting some ideas together. But we have the space. That's what we know will be there. The question is, what will we do there? We'll find out soon. <laughs> and I will let you know uh, in January for sure. Uh, but I want to thank everyone once again for this past year of just that giving and, and what it means to me. I wouldn't be able to do it without you. I certainly could not afford to do that without your help. Um, so again, once again, I thank you for that. Uh, and uh, just looking back on this past year of this podcast, there's so many things that stand out. It was really fun and amazing to get to know Bud McDole and uh, to, to really connect to our past with the Light and Life Hour, especially since this is an audio program. And of course, that was the, uh, the infamous, famous, uh, world famous even, audio, audio program of Light and Life Hour back, back years ago. Um, and so, you know, that was something that certainly stands out. And uh, the, the Cuba episode, just because I put, my, I put my heart and my soul into those episodes, episode eight and episode uh, whatever the Cuba episode is, the, those, those episodes mean a lot to me because they're telling personal stories that I'm linked to. Um, but I also put a lot, lot, lot more work into those as well. So 
that was a, a standout episode. I mean, there are so many people that we talked to this past year. It's almost hard to, without looking at our list, to remember all of them, isn't it? Uh, but hopefully you you were you were uh, inspired or you were uh, connected to a new ministry this year of the Free Methodist Church. And into the next year, we want to do more of the same. We want to expand. We want to, uh, looking to 2019, um, not only just expand our listenership by general conference and by more people following, uh, you know, hearing about it and uh, listening, but we want to also expand what we do a little bit more. I'm looking into potentially some video options, uh, putting some ongoing videos out there for, for you to watch on Facebook or some of the social medias. We're thinking of maybe in, uh, going on to Instagram, doing some things like that. So again, some news will be coming on what 2019 holds, what our third year, we're going to be going into our third year, 2019. So uh, um, it will be... I, I just misspoke, didn't I? We're not going into our third year. We're going into our second year. Uh, so this will be an exciting second year. I'm getting ahead of myself. Second year of free, of FMC Radio. And uh, hopefully you'll join us starting with next week in January uh, where we will likely be speaking to somebody from C. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, hopefully you have a good or had, depending on when you listen to this, a good New Year's Eve celebration with friends, family members, or maybe just sleeping in your bed. So we will see you next year. See you later.